2: Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Ramble. back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers.
1: And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts.
2: Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Rimbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call, lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via ustream.tv. And we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area, or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call 618-262-2810 Six one eight two six two twenty eight ten, and find out more about that. Also, like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard.
3: Topic is called demonology. The opportunity and the whole idea of this is to get you to become more and more aware of the supernatural world and to understand the control that it has over each of us, whether it be of light or it be of darkness, than the control that we think we have over maybe that and or our own lives. It is incredible when you study these things and get to the depths of them and begin to realize how uneducated we are, how terrible it is that bless God, that we have misconceived, but once you begin to put this stuff together, and and again, uh, brothers and sisters, there is nobody here that's incapable of doing this thing right. You can do this right. As I said, the biggest corporate that I see that's going on is wrong teaching and wrong believing. Now, any time that you're taught, and I, I said something a couple times here this morning, You know, you've been in a church, or churches. You have learned a lot of good things, and probably because you're not there today, you found some things that, well, you just didn't like. Now, for a long, long time, I have ministered the fact that if you and I went down here to the local bank this afternoon after service, you drove the car, I went in and robbed the bank, got all the money, put it in the trunk, down the road we go, and we get pulled over. Even though I was the one that robbed the bank, we both go to jail. Okay? Now, when you go to buy a hot dog, you're going to buy a hot dog, right? Kosher, of course. (laughs) And you decide to put mustard on that hot dog. Well, you ate the mustard with the hot dog, too, didn't you? It wasn't just the hot dog. You got the mustard with it, or relish, onion, ketchup, whatever it is that you put on it. The same thing happens into the churches that you have been into. You've not, you, you haven't received all bad things. I tell you. But what the problem is, you have received the good, and you're still, bless God, under the curse of the bad. And you've got to understand that's got to be broken, and, bless God, you everything that comes into your spirit man, unless thrown out, uprooted, is going to stay and it's going to grow. Most people have not the foggiest idea that that's the way the spirit world works. And some of you that are sitting here today, sometime tonight, tomorrow, or whenever, you need to say, look, I know that was wrong. I want it tore out and I want it taken out of my spirit. I reject it in the name of Yeshua. Go make a list. Go down through the list. But again, hopefully you have learned this weekend, those of you that have been around me for a few years here, I know you long since have learned. Pastors were incapable of being able to take you to higher heights. Evangelists, very shallow in the word, which there's nothing wrong with that, because if they're called to be that, they're places to stir to lift up the body. But because pastors couldn't do what prophets do, that's the reason you, the church, is in the miserable shape that it's in. Because they didn't know whether they were teaching you the truth or not the truth. They didn't know whether or not the door was open and Satan was there performing all through the name of Yeshua. They didn't know that. And now you have been set free, most of you, and now you have made a decision that your destiny is that of Ephraim. That you have made a decision that now you are going to get on this, if you will, last dispensation and write it, as they say. And then you heard me say, you have to unlearn a lot of things in order to learn the right things. The unlearning process, the tearing down process in all of our lives is not something that anybody enjoys. I know that I did not, and I know that you haven't or you won't. Because that is necessary in order to get you cleaned up, to get you to the place where you can get out of this frame of mind. Well, and I love this, I love this. When people start telling me what they think we need to be doing in this organization i i just love it i stand there and and you know and the disadvantage you have is i look into your hearts and you don't know it and i'm you know and i've made some kind of funny things through the years about saying things to some people and it being the truth but the fact of it is folks You've got to come to grips that you don't know everything. You have to come to a grip of understanding that God has prophets. And that's what we're all about. We're about that which you thought was about pastors, about evangelists, about teachers, and even about the apostles themselves. We are the mouthpieces of God. We are the ones of which will make a difference in this world. And this prophet is about to make a difference in this world that will turn the eyes, turn the heads of everybody on the face of this earth. Come along for the ride. You're capable. But in order to survive this ride, you're going to have to make some big-time decisions, and you're going to have to understand We're going to have to. This is going to be right, all right. And if you can't grab onto that and take some of this junk that you have learned and say, okay, that's what I believe. The prophet said that. I'm going to have to. I'm well. I don't know. I'm going. No, just chuck it out the door. If it's of real, it'll come back around in time. Okay. Somebody and somebody's need to hear that. All right. Let's go to Isaiah. The eighth. Chapter Chapter Eight Verse Nineteen. Now th- th- this is something that we have talked about, but uh, here in this this nineteenth verse, Isaiah eight, when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards of peep and, the, and mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? In other words, don't don't you know we're not to communicate with the dead. Nec- necromancy. Not to get involved with that. C- can you? Is everybody looking at me? Yes, you can. You know, we've had we've had a lot of uh, uh, ministry books have been written about how that that well you can't because they're, they're they, they, you know they're not. Now wait a minute. What was this whole thing with Samuel when Saul had the witch of Endor call him up? Well, that that wasn't really, and I've heard this. That really wasn't uh, the, the prophet. Oh yeah, it was the prophet. He said, well, "Wait a minute. You mean, yes? Scriptural proof, absolute. And yet, at the same time, brothers and sisters, we're we're trying to play this game. But see, we're playing this game now. Which side do I want to be which today?" We're playing this game in a, in a carnal-minded way when the game has to be played in a supernatural way. And that's what causes all the turmoils that take place is because, bless God, you are not capable or fully capable because you first have to be taught. You couldn't fly an airplane until somebody taught you. All right? brother here that uh, teaches people to fly helicopters uh, he knows that, bless God, he had to go be trained before he could be a trainer, all right? Same thing in all this stuff. And, and so, uh, to, to the surprise of the church, that goes on. Now, God says no. He says, that's a no-no. You don't do that. Well, I, he doesn't give any great specifics into it, except the, that we can understand one thing, that we are not to know anything from the other side unless it comes through him. Now I'm going to speculate here. Now this is Thomas one one. You'll notice in the Bible, if you look, there is no uh, there is no book called Thomas, let alone one one. So this is pure speculation from this prophet. Now I suspect the fact is that there are a lot of mysteries which darkness is into that would be revealed unto. Uh, bless God, uh, unto uh, those that would seek over into it. Now, I don't know, we've got people uh, today, I forget the guy's name uh, in particular, and he's probably made himself millions of dollars, and, and that's what he is. He's a necromancer. Uh, bless God, uh, he tells you what your uh, uh, past uh, on mother or father or a brother or sister or wife or husband has to say to you. Has anybody ever seen that show? Now, come on, be, be honest. And, 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 and so, does it work? Yes, it works. But God said, that's a no-no. Stay away from that, because if you get to there, evidently, and I suspect this strongly, that that will carry you on into other areas of darkness of which you know not. So the, the, the temptation of that has to be, what, pushed down. Because as I said earlier in this uh, segment, Uh, or or within this uh, weekend, that, bless God, that everybody wants to contact the Creator. Everybody wants to look over into the supernatural world. And the church, because of that right now, is an absolute, total mess. They don't even know it. They're having a good time. Leave me alone, okay? But the fact of it is, they are. So, in Exodus... It tells us real quick in the 20th chapter, the third verse, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Now, once I begin to speculate this thing, I begin to realize something. Anything can become a god. Money? How about a boat? A car? How about your wife or your husband or your children? How about your job? How about your lawnmower? How about your rototiller? And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And God said, you have no other gods before me. You've heard me say so many times, if you're going to get into this thing, you're going to have to make it a way of life. It's going to have to be something you do every day, not two or three times during the week. Once during the week and twice on Sunday, I think the way they say that. Because you see, it's every day. And when you come under a, a prophet, we demand, and some of you have heard me demand over and over and over again, <laughs> as a matter of fact, you study this stuff. I don't even remember when we first started how I put it. I said, you go through it the first time, and and you sit down and you listen to it, you take notes, you go through it the, of everything I said, you go through it the second time, you... Take those notes, go back through them, and then add to that what you're thinking at the time. I think I said four or five times, and then I said, then you put that away, and, and maybe a few months you want to go back through it again. That's the reason our leadership teaches over and over and over and over and over again the material. Why? You've got to get it right. Can you, as smart as you are, get it all the first time? Some of you think you can. I will guarantee you, you can't. And let me tell you why. The anointing that God puts in real live major prophets feeds from what's called the top to the bottom. When you study my material in the beginning, it's going to feed you right where you're living today. In six months, if you adhere into the material, you put the material to work in your life, then it's going to begin to change your life. You're going to go back and listen to that thing and, bless God, all of a sudden go, whoa, I didn't quite think that that's there. Now, for those of you that have been around this ministry for at least a year, I want you to say amen if that's the truth. Must be right then, must not. It's a process. But it's a process of trying to get you to understand, and I know it sounds very ignorant. No, no. Arrogant. Oh, don't start that. It may be ignorant for people not to understand. I agree with that. But that's the reason I, I, I say and sound so arrogant that, bless God, after you've been around me about a year, you're going to find out how stupid you are and how smart I really am. And people, oh, they just cringe at that. But you want to know something? It's the truth. For those of you that have been around more than a year, if it is, say amen. Amen. Something must be right about it. So why kick against the pricks, as the Lord said? Why bless God getting this thing, thinking, well, now I'll do this part over here. And let me tell you where it all starts with all of you. You come in because you want to be blessed. Then you find out you're going to have to do something about it. (laughs) wait, I didn't sign up for that part, right? I only signed up for the blessings. I didn't sign up for these tongue that the prophet gives us every time we show up. I don't need that. Oh, yeah, you do, or you wouldn't get it, okay? How why am I, I, I've been there, I've done that. I know the feeling that's going there that once was here. Now, uh, in, in Deuteronomy, in the 18th chapter, uh, I want to start in the 9th tw- verse, 9 through 12, okay? And here it's explaining again to us. When thou art come unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Now, I want you to stop there, and I want you to think about something. Think about God speaking to you, Ephraim, today. Now listen again. When thou art come unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations, of those nations, there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the far, or that uses divination or an observer of times, nor a chant- chanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer, for all that do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them from before thee. Now here we are, all of those generations later, standing again, brothers and sisters, at the very doorstep of one of the greatest moves of God that's ever been on the face of this earth. And these same rules will apply to us as we return to the land of our forefathers that we call Israel. That we have to understand, so there can't be, please get a hold of this, there can't be any of this there. Oh, well, I'm saved with the Holy Ghost. No. You had to have heard this weekend that Satan can come in at any time that you give him place to come in. You have to understand that not every time somebody said the Lord said it was the Lord that it came from the Lord, it mostly comes from familiar spirits, and we're told they can't come into the land. Are you beginning to realize why we are cleansing your temples? Getting deep in it, getting deeper in it. The, those temples, these temples, have to be they have to be clean. And if you're in there, and, and, and I love it, God's telling me this, and God's telling me that, and God showed me this, and God showed me that. If you knew what I knew, you wouldn't even open your mouth, but you don't, and that's the reason you do. You, 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 you speak a volume to me when you do things like that, none of which pleases the Father or this prophet. This isn't about you. It isn't about what you can do with God or God does with you. This is about the nation of Israel. We are obligated, first unto the Lord our God, to be certain that when we go back to that land, everything's okay. See, that's the reason I said, nobody's going back to that land that has not been and have been trained well, there's going to be some last-minute come-ins. So I'm sure of that. We're not going to get back over the land and then decide we're going to have a democratic vote as to whether or not we're going to keep Shabbat. That's the reason I taught you early on. This is a dictatorship, not a democracy. If you don't keep Shabbat, you will be shipped back home. And thank God that, that, that it's not taking you out back and stone you. Well, you couldn't get away with it if you wanted to. Wait a minute. We are the nation of Israel. We will make the rules of Israel. Like I, told, like I told the chief rabbis. They said, well, and we're talking about us coming back. We're talking about me bringing the stick of Ephraim and putting it into the hand of, uh, the hand of Judah with the other stick to become one stick. Well, you know, we have a, you know, we have all these rules and all that. I said, that's fine. I said, you let your seven, eight million vote then our 50 or 60-year-old vote, we'll do it our way anyway. You want to have a democracy? We'll have one, then we'll have a dictatorship.
0: <laughs>
3: that, that wins no attaboys from over there, okay? But it's the truth, because the nation will be run according to Torah, We will see to it that everybody, until they understand, we're going to do it God's way. Amen. Uh, uh, as this country keeps going down, all right, did you, did you hear the news this morning that, that bless God, that uh, a Democratic uh, congressman is now blowing the horn and he's saying that all those billions of dollars that was given to the banks to loan to the people to get the economy moving, did you hear what they said? They're being paid money by the government, not to loan the money. God forbid. Do, do you mean, are you trying to say that our, our, our uh, government's corrupt? Honey, our government has been corrupt for centuries. It's just now being revealed how corrupt it is. I'm certain they are beginning to look over their shoulders. The, the 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 trick's up. But the church is still sitting there, sound asleep. Oh, how I love Jesus. Time to wake up and smell the roses, folks. This thing is over. It's been over ever since 1994 when the Lord God said, prophesy against this nation. And I prophesied against this nation. When I stood on the, the steps... Of the Lincoln Memorial I was out there doing ministry and they came and asked me, they were having a big Jesus Day or whatever it was, if I would come. I said, Yeah, if you'll let me prophesy. You can do whatever you want to do. I said, I'll be there. And I prophesied on the and see that's what a prophet needs to happen. And not all all the time it can. When we operate the best is when we got our feet right there where everything's happening. Then all of a sudden it all comes forth, blows right up into our faces. And I begin to prophesy against America. That's when I told the people that's in that part, you better sell what you got that you can sell. You better get out of there because I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing in the spirit. Nothing but concrete and steel. Nothing's going to be left of that. What do you think's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen, folks. If we don't stop Iran, North Korea, thank you. If if that doesn't get stopped, when they get developed, they're gonna push the button. But see the word the word, even though it's nigh unto you, bless God hasn't been taught properly to you. And that's all there is. It isn't nothing wrong with the word. It just happens to be that we're kind of messed up with it. Now 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 where did I get to? Oh, okay. For all that you that do these abominations, you know, uh, uh, bless God and the Lord thy God, uh, going to drive them uh, out from before thee. Now, when you uh, get into that, into the Hebrew of that, it means that bless God that you will be driven out. Being an abomination means uh, eternal death. So, the Lord was trying to do what? He was trying to get people's attention. That's exactly what we're doing here this weekend. I'm trying to get your attention. Some of you, I can do that in one way. There's others of you that I can do in another way. Now, I said earlier, because the anointing that I carry ministers from the top to the bottom, that anointing will find somewhere this weekend to minister to every one of you so that you can have an opportunity in your hearts to say yes or no. The, the entirety of what God is is decision that you have to make. It isn't the fact that the Lord God, as I said, is looking forward to your opinions. No, that's not it at all. Now, in Exodus 22:18, and if you'll turn there, it's a little short uh, verse. Or just write it down: Thou shall not suffer a witch to live. Wait a minute. Does God believe in capital punishment? Evidently. You won't suffer or you don't let a witch live. Now, what is a witch? A witch is somebody that works over into the dark side and receives from the dark side. Listen to what I'm about to say. If most of what's going on in North America today of people that are standing and saying, God said, are familiar spirits. God said don't let them live. Now, I'm not advocating that we shoot every preacher in the country besides me. Okay? But what I'm saying, folks, God took this seriously. You know why? Because he knew that if that started taking place... If it ever got to the place where people were saying God said this and God said that, in fact, didn't he, didn't he say that? Did not use the name of the Lord God in vain? Most of us thought that that was uh, cussing, you know how uh, uh, people would, uh, in their conversation. No, no. That means simply the fact that every time you open up your mouth and say that God said something that he did not say, is taking his name in vain. And he said, I will not hold them guiltless. From that, but God, but, but but what God was trying to do was to keep from happening what's happening all over North America today. Everybody and their dog, old saying of ours here in the Midwest. Bless God, that's got anything to do that's filled especially with the Holy Ghost is hearing all this stuff. Woo! I made a whole book. I get books of stuff sent to me. I don't read it all, uh, but, well, if I don't have anything to do sometimes, i read it just to have a laugh. But you see, what we have done, we have done exactly what God said not to do. Don't, don't, don't let any familiar spirits. Because he knew if, if we did, he knew what was going to happen, we were going to start being led a direction of which he didn't want us to go. And once you get so far into that, and so used to, and I said this earlier this weekend, to hearing that familiar spirit, you will absolutely would die saying, I know that's the voice of God. And that's the reason, again, if you've not got into that series that I do on, on uh, prophets and prophecies, you need to study that. You need to understand what God, what God uh, is, is, is trying to do. Now... I think that, uh, uh, I don't think, I know. Let me jump over here a a ways here. Um, I'll keep going over here. I'm doing better all the time. Let's go to the book of Revelation, the 12th chapter, the 4th verse. And this tale drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood... Uh, before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, I'm going to give you some prophetic insight to this. You are the child that's been ready to be born. You are that child. Satan is going to try do everything he can do to stop this. Why? Because we are going to write the final chapter to the book of Acts. We will put the amen, by the way, at the end of it. You will be spoken of around the council fires in the heavens above. They will come to you at the end of this event and say, tell me what it was like. Ezekiel will say, I prophesied it. But you tell me. You tell me about the power of God's anointing in that day and that hour. What are you going to say? Well, I I didn't like what the prophet had to say, so we, we dropped out. They're probably going to smack you. Because God has invested the anointing in them, as God has invested the anointing in us. And if this would work in the condition you are in, I could change this thing, do a little tiptoeing through the tulips with it, and fill up auditoriums right now. You are the leadership. You are the first fruits of this thing. And if you don't get it right, they don't stand a chance of getting it right down the line. I will be harder on you than I will ever be on them. And one day, you're going to come up and say, Thank you, prophet. One day. They can't know and be taught until you come full turn. Murmuring with God doesn't get it. Murmuring with me doesn't get it. I don't want to hear, well, I just don't think, I think we ought to have chocolate fudge Sundays before ever, you know. I think I put the whole thing to sleep about how we got to have praise and worship. If you don't worship and praise God every day, and the only time that you, bless God, can get your zingies is when you get in a service, you not only aren't going anywhere, you never are. Praise and worship should be being done every day by you before you go into prayer, after you come out of prayer. And my Lord and my God, if you've got to have somebody beating on a drum and playing a guitar or playing a piano to have that happen, God help you and yours.
0: Get over it! Grow up!
3: Let's go on to the deeper things of Christ. And we're still right where they were when Paul spoke those words today. The most of us. And we don't understand, folks. This isn't being left up to a committee. This isn't being left up, to bless God, to a majority vote. This is being sent from the throne room of Almighty God by two angels to this prophet. I don't know everything, but I don't need to know. I'm on a need-to-know basis with God. When everything comes down that I some come I need, one angel shows up said, "This is what you're to do, prophesy, and that's what I do for thirty some long years I've done that. So what I'm saying is you've got to come to the point of understanding something here. If you would have been chosen and your murmuring thoughts and ideas were right, God would have developed you. And you would be standing up here, and I'd be out there. But I haven't seen anybody up here this weekend but me. And that's the way that is. Chosen by God. Do, 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 do I want necessarily to be? Uh, no, no, no. No, I wasn't thrilled to find out that I was going to get an opportunity to have all you bottle-sucking, dirty, diapered people around me with all of your accumulated ideas that old Jesus said, and we need, oh, you got, oh, you got... You know what I'm going to say to you right now? You don't know who I am. For those of you that are murmuring and into this, you do not know who I am. You stick around long enough, you will know who I am. Thank you for the amen. I have a job to do. (laughs) I said, God, don't make me do that. I said, oh, God, throw me in, the, in that bramble bush over there. Remember old hare rabbit? Hot, throw me in that bramble bush over there. Don't make me. Don't make me. Let's do this somewhere in the third world, Africa, the depths of the Congo, where people receive Indonesia, India, South America, anywhere but North America, they don't want the truth they want the game that they're playing they want the spiritual zingling what people say i can feel the holy ghost run up and down my spine well you know we can fix that we can get one of them little things and, and i guess suction cup it on everybody's back and then every once in a while i just throw the switch back here <laughs> by the way i call that the holy ghost shakes the Pentecostals were the best at that. Huh? Saw an old gal one time that went into one of those deals, and she had on one of those great big beehive wigs. Shook it right off of her head.
0: <laughs> now,
3: I, at this point, I'm an elder in a church, and I'm standing behind this gal. And, you know, they get to walking all over the place. It's like you're trying to dance with them, you know. And there, that big hairpiece flopped off on the floor. (laughs) I'm looking at that thing. I'm wondering, do I pick it up and put it back on, (laughs) or do I just leave it alone? Well, temptation got the better of me.
0: (laughs) I picked this thing up. It's about this high, about this big around. And I thought
3: that in between all this, if I could catch her on the third cycle, <laughs> suction alone would make that baby grab on and this old gal just go right onto the third cycle and I, I missed. <laughs> now by this time, everybody in that small congregation saw what I'm doing. <laughs> And I began to realize they were, and then I decide I've got to get out of this thing, so I'm trying to walk over here, nobody watching, and lay this down on the end pew so the thing gets over, okay? And, of course, after so long after they get the Pentecostal shake they go down on the floor. I mean, that's what you do. See, you've been trained to do that, too, for those of you who are into that. Uh, uh, that yeah, it's a training process. And, and so she came back, and, and, and so we were helping the ladies get up off the floor, and that was just a deal that we did. And, and so uh, I'm helping her and another brother get up, and she said, uh, Oh, my, oh, my, now this gal looked like one of those hairdos that, that, that somehow they had taken uh, yeah, uh, 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 grease and put it all down, and it was plat- her hair was plastered to her head. And she went, oh, my. She said, where is, uh, well, well, I've lost my, uh," I said, "Uh, sisters. (laughs) You get a lot more, don't you, than just, just. (laughs) She goes over, and she wants to get it on as quick as she does, and she gets it on backwards. You know, you you just try not to laugh, but you got to... You bite your tongue, you grit your teeth, and there she happened to be sitting in the back of the congregation. She walks all the way back there and everybody's going, my. (laughs) What's that got to do with this? I don't know. (laughs) You just had your potty break, okay. Now did I, I but but realizing uh bless God that within all of what God does and in the way in which God does it, now as we have have gone back through here and I want to get back here to uh James four seven, I want you to get back to that or get to that. Now when he says to submit yourselves to God, James four seven Therefore, to God. When that terminology is broken down, it means do all of what God has said to do. That's submission. Okay? Let me say that again. Do all that God has said to do. So, so you see, the first thing, in order to submit yourself to God, now see, where we with this verse, what we have done in the church is that they're going to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Devil, I bind you and get out of here right now in the name of Jesus. Has to leave, has to leave, has to leave. And he doesn't. But again, you didn't understand how you were going to have to re- uh, submit yourself first to God. Submit yourself first to God. Then, then you can... Okay, resist the devil. You can't resist the devil without what? Being submitted to God. You can't do that. Now, that, that, does, that submission does not mean that I am saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's not what that means. It means that you are, bless God, practicing to the fullest extent that which God's Word at this time has given to you. That's what that means. The more that you, now, now, now I use the word practice. See, that's the reason that I, I, I keep saying to you, this entire thing is a learning curve, a learning experience. And in order to get after uh, this to make it work for you, you're going to you're gonna have to practice, uh, not, not every time. The first time, uh, bless God, that, uh, that I ever tried to bind up a devil, it, I, I didn't understand it. But I didn't understand this. I said, you foul, stinking spirit, you're bound in the name of Jesus. It wasn't bound. I got real disturbed about it. Now, you did say this weekend, Prophet, that any, anybody, could, anybody, the youngest Christian, could cast out demons. Yeah, you can. But there are rules that go with that. Being born again, the name of Yeshua will keep demons, darkness, away from you. You can do that. You can cast them out. Bless God if you're in a position where God's got no other alternatives. There are some there are some rewards to being ignorant to God's word. The problem is the longer you're in it, the less the rewards are viable. Then it gets down to the point where it has gotten down to millions of people in the church world today where they have found out that it just ain't working. The Holy Ghost shakes, the, the blessed God, the falling on the floor, the prophesying, the running up and down the aisles, the music playing loud and anointing. didn't do it anymore. It, it, it quit changing our lives. No, it never had changed your lives. What you had done, you had come into a place of worshiping, now listen, a sensual God. He's not a God of flesh and blood. He is spirit. And in order to worship Him, you have to worship Him in spirit and truth, which is His Word. And that's where everything gets monkeyed up. And like I said, this thing of... Maybe I haven't said that yet this weekend. Does God speak to you he speaks to every person that's regenerated through the blood of His Holy Son every day in many ways. Well, you make it sound like nobody hears from God but you. Good. For right now, I've got I to shock you enough to get your feet back down here on the ground with the rest of us. God is continually guiding you. He's continually speaking to you. The problem is, most of us want to be more in God's eyes than we're meant to be. Most of us want to be Elijah. Most of us want to raise the dead. Most of us want to call fire down. Most of us want this. Most of us want that. Be happy where God called and anointed you to. If that is in your ministry, it will come forth in time as you submit yourself to God. It'll be there. I have no doubt. I've got no doubt and never have had any doubt that some of you in this room are going to see the dead be raised. Right now you couldn't see a, a, a common cold be healed. But if you listen to this old prophet, if you'll put this thing to practice and you'll quit trying to implement your own ideas and, well, you know, we're going to put the rules in if you'll stop all that monkey shine, as my grandmother used to call it, then bless God, I can get you there. I can bring everything out of the anointing that's in your life. Oh, there's anointing in my life? There is an anointing in every person's life in this room. There is anointing in every person that has received Yeshua as their Savior. The key is to be able to train you so you can develop that anointing far beyond where it's at today. As I said, the anointing never stops growing. Ever. And I've told people, you know, you, you continually have to have to look at yourself. Look where you were last year. Where am I this year? And that's a beginning. And 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 we, we need desperately. We desperately need that beginning to happen to be to be you know to be everything it is that God uh, wants it to be now, any time that darkness is able to get your undivided attention through familiar spirits, they have accomplished. see I, I don't know I, and I don't I've, I've never heard of anybody number one that could teach the anointing because the anointing can't be taught without somebody operating big time in it. And like I said, there are so many different facets of what people try to call the anointing. Uh, you know, I mean, to some, it's, it's the praise and worship. To some, it's the prophesying. The tongues, the interpretation of tongues. To some, it's falling down on the floor. To some, it's running around the, the building. It's the Jericho march. Okay? and, and but, but you see... Very few people understand how to develop it. When you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, that does not supercharge the anointing in your life. In fact, it doesn't do anything to the anointing in your life. The anointing in your life is given to you, what? For you to keep building it until it does everything that God... Now listen... From the foundations of the world, when you were there, God brought forth the depth of the anointing in each of us. Your anointing will do this. Your anointing will do that. Your anointing over here will do this over here. Now, you have heard me say, there are only one all anointed ones. That's Yeshua. I don't think anybody's got a problem with that. The problem that we have had again in the church, we've had so many one men or man or one woman shows. There is nobody besides Him, Yeshua, that has all the anointing. Now, Thomas 1.1, I have always speculated that that's because God fully intended that we need each other. The anointing that God has given to me does many, many powerful things. Are you listening? It doesn't do everything. I know what it does. I operate within the limits of that. When it comes to praying by faith for somebody, I'd rather, I'd rather be hitting the head of the ball back. But I do, and I have seen things happen because I've prayed, and prayed in faith. But I, I'm a person, I'm addicted to the anointing. Now, you have to understand that there are certain things that God set for you to do. Some of you, there are multitudes waiting to be saved that God set aside. For some of you, there are the blind, there's the lame, there's the halt, the diseased, that are waiting for the day that for the anointing to develop in you that they can be said, listen to me, they have been designated by the Lord God Himself. Well, how can can you say that? You mean that they they may never get the... How many times do you suppose that uh, the Lord Yeshua went up the steps of the temple beautiful? Uncountable, right? Why didn't that guy that was sitting there begging of alms... Why did he reach over and, and just rise up and behold? we He did it to so many, many, many people. No, no. It was saved for Peter. Remember? Oh, that kind of makes sense to me now. Because it was his destiny set by God to set on those steps, steps until Peter had received the fullness of the Rehachadish. Silver and gold. We don't have, me and John. (laughs) But such as we have, we give unto thee, took the man by the hands, grabbed on to him, and the anointing of God ran out of him into that man. He lifted him up. The man's legs had strength. He ran up into the steps, up the steps, ran into the temple. Now here's the, they've all seen him, right, for all the years. And here comes the lame boy running down the middle of the, synagogue. Hey, is that Charlie? Hey, Charlie. Charlie's in Charlie Lane. Now Charlie can't walk. He's running. He's not walking. <laughs> God is waiting on you. You're not waiting on God to come along and sprinkle down some magical dust on you. Don't get me started. He's waiting for you to develop what He gave you from the foundations of the world. You've got to have a prophet in order to put that all together. You've got to have somebody that loves God enough to say, that's wrong, do it right, or get your butt out. So that's just not the love of Jesus. Oh, but I'm afraid it is. It's just in a different package than you've ever known it. Because I will help you develop this thing. We together are going to be able to raise this thing up. You better thank God that He chose you to be the first fruits. There will be a day, folks, that we can't have meetings quite like this anymore. And I think if you were around from the beginning, you're beginning to get the idea of what I told you in the beginning. Remember when we used to get together and I could sit out there and and give all of you about 20 minutes or better individually? Remember those days? What did I tell you? You better enjoy them because they'll be over and they're over. There's no way in the world for as much as I like and enjoy to do that that I can do that anymore. The last time that we tried that, people left. They left saying, well, I didn't get a call to the prophet. Such and such got double time. I noticed. In the game, it's over. And now I do what I've had to do for how many years: get done, try to stagger out of this place, and take me somewhere and set me down, and give me a bottle of water. I need your anointing. God needs your anointing. So together, one day will come and the big crowds of people that will will follow us, that I will be able to get you in the back room and say, okay, your anointing does that of opening blind eyes. I want you, when it comes to healing, I want you in this position. Crooked legs, crooked feet, that position. Cancer, that position. Deaf and dumb, that position. So forth, so forth. So forth and so forth. And I'm going to tell you something, when that day comes, I will jump for joy. Then you can understand what it's like for that anointing to drain you physically. You can find out what it's like one day to have to be carried because they are drained every ounce of strength out of you. That day is going to come. And you are going to fulfill those shoes. It's not going to be the people that come in five years down the road. You are the first fruits. Say I and the first fruits. And, first fruits. and you're them. Oh, there may be a few more. I, I, the cutoff line, God told me I'm going to have to go back and pray about it, about all this. But the, there, there may be a few more, okay? But you're the ones. Only game in town. You might as well get over it.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.JewishProphet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing, taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material, because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at Jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow and remember, with God all things are possible. Allah biterim
0: eler adaim eler